What's up, stoners? Welcome back to another episode of That Budge Hunter Podcast. I'm your host, Bianca Blanche. As always, I hope my voice finds you happy, healthy, and high. Today we have a really great episode. I'm sitting down with my girl, Koi Hall. That is Koi Like the Fish. Koi has been bud tending for a few years now. She and I first met at the OG Cannabis Cafe last year. She's an incredible bud tender, but more importantly, she is an incredible person. I have had the pleasure of watching her brighten each and every room that she enters. If you find yourself in the West Hollywood area, Koi is currently bud tending at Calma. Uh, so you could actually meet Koi and Danny if you're lucky. Koi is the definition of an entrepreneur. She is literally doing the most in quarantine and I am utterly impressed by her. I think you will be too. I think if you're listening to this podcast and you smoke weed, you're gonna fuck with uh, what Koi has in store for us all. So without further ado, enough of my vocal fry and we will move into the episode. You better have something to smoke. Oh, and I also should mention This is my last or second to last episode that I recorded with one microphone. So again, bear with me. I appreciate your support and patience moving forward. You should be getting all of my vocal fry. So get ready. I told myself I could smoke this blunt. Tender, cannabis advocate, fashion designer, <laughs> photographer, like literally the list goes on and on. I want to hear it from your words. Okay. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? I don't want to say my age, but I don't mean, need to. I've been in the industry for, let me see, maybe like, I say like longer, but it hasn't even been that long. It just feels like it. Yeah. I'm like, oh, three, four years. I think it's honestly been like two and a half. I feel like almost like dog years. Like when you're in the cannabis industry, mm-hmm. so much happens in such a short amount of time. You're like, oh my god, like it's this. This has been this has been a roller coaster. Yeah. Like getting this in the industry, I started off at Greenhouse, then I went to Leaf and Lion, and from there the Cannabis Cafe, mm-hmm. and now I'm at um, Kama, which is across the street from the Cannabis Cafe. It's it's been it's been thrilling, I could say. I guess like it's. <laughs> I mean, I've I haven't stuck to like an industry like this before besides retail. I did um even like ROP classes in high school and stuff where it was like fashion. It took a little bit of fashion and like um college and stuff like that. Yeah. So I've always like I wanted to do something like clothing related for the longest. Mm-hmm. But um when like when I got into like the cannabis industry I just I was just looking for a second job mm. I never thought because I would go to black market shops all the time I'm like oh I'm not the girl they're looking for girl who's like you know really like girly and like well like just like kind of flirt a little I'm a little bit more tomboyish like interesting it's just like more yeah. direct you know uh-huh. with people so I was like oh I don't think I'll fit this mode you know but um they had opening on Craigslist I think it was like Greenhouse did so I just applied and the only reason I applied is like, down the street from my other job I'm like 
I'll just go right before work. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't matter because I'm just looking for a second job. I wasn't trying to get into the industry. And then I ended up getting it. So I was like, okay, this is cool. I was so overwhelmed at first. I was like, I got to like, you know, really start tasting the weed. Because now, like, you know, like, like it's, so, it's so funny because, you know, real, like, you're like, yeah, I just, you just smoke. You just right. like, you know, that's weed is just weed at first. That's yeah. how it was. Weed was just weed. I didn't know the difference between indoor, outdoor, mm-hmm. sativa, indica. Mm-hmm. It was just like, oh, it looks good. All right, let's smoke it. And that's how a lot of people still look at it, too. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of look at it, I guess you want to say from a sommelier's standpoint of sure. it. Where it's like, you know, you're smelling it. You're getting the terpenes. You're getting like a real like feel for the flower to mm-hmm. understand like what the effects can be on you. Right. That's how I look at it more so now than just like, oh, it's just wait, Let's just get high. So you needed a second job. Mm-hmm. You figure the dispensary why? Because you'd been smoking weed. Like, how did you? Well, what was your intro to cannabis? Well, yeah. Oh, I started smoking. Um, the first time I ever smoked, I was like seventeen. But like my actual introduction to like cannabis is like my mom. Mm. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, like mom. Yeah, my mom. She smoked for as long as I can remember. And it was so funny too because I remember up until like I was a certain age, we would go over people's houses, mm. and it's almost if you ever seen like Friday how like Smokey has like the iguana yeah. in his room. Everybody had iguanas who smoked weed. Really? I wouldn't see them smoking or anything, you know. I'll just be in the other room. But I associated that smell with the iguanas. Also, I was like, it smells like iguanas. I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm like, yeah, you know, iguanas. And it's like, nah, that's not that smell. So, like, you know, but that's that was like my introduction to cannabis. And I smoked the first time when I was um, 17 mm-hmm. with um, a girl. I guess she was like, she was kind of a wild one. Okay. <laughs> and um, like, look, she had tattoos at the time in high school. Yeah. And like, she had a car. So we were just going, like, you know, do whatever. And I came ho- home one time and I was kind of high. And my mom was like, Are you high? And I was like, are you high? <laughs> and I just, like, walked into the other room. The next day, she was kind of mad. She was like, nah, so you start smoking weed, huh? So she made me face a blunt to myself. Like, she sat me in her car. I was like, go ahead, smoke. You're not going to go in the house and do it, because she didn't smoke in the house. Okay. Just sit in the car, you know, chill out. Because she was like, because I guess she knew, like, yeah, you're not smoking like that. So sit down, yeah. smoke it, and then see if this is really what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, I, like, I smoked it or whatever, and I was like, I don't even think I got halfway through. I was like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm tapping out. After that, I didn't smoke again until I was, like, 19. And, like, at this point, me and her are living together, like, out in Ontario. We have, like, a little apartment. And I have, like, way more responsibility than, like, what I was ready for. I'm, like, mm. helping her pay bills. Like, I had to really step up because my mom was bipolar. She, um, you know, she, like, she leaned on me a lot for support. Mm-hmm. So I had to, like, really, like, step up in ways that, like, I just wasn't, like, ready for but had to do it anyway. Mm-hmm. So she was smoking. She had friends, like, kind of close to my age. And, like, it was her friend's little brother, me and him start smoking together mm, okay and so that's what kind of got me into it we're, we're not gonna go into age you already talked about it <laughs> <laughs> but at, at some point later you stumble upon the dispenser you say mm-hmm. fuck it I know about this why yeah. not just go for it I need the money mm-hmm. what would you say were some of the challenges that you face as a bud tender like honestly just like not having enough knowledge and then people kind of like seeing that no one was really like rude about it but it's just like not having that knowledge and then once I like got the knowledge then I had another problem to face like I like I became more aware in the space like how people would approach me and how people wouldn't by this time like I know my shit like yeah. it's to the point to where like one of the leads was like yeah I mean 
you tell us about it, you know? Right. And it wasn't, like, in a condescending way. He was genuinely like, no, you know, I know you know this. Like, mm-hmm. tell everybody, like, what you know. So we had a gentleman come in once, and it was three of us standing there. So I kind of step out to, like, help the guy. He totally ignores me and goes to, like, my coworker, to the guy, mm-hmm. and starts talking to him, and it turns around and hits on me. Wow. I was like, are you serious right now? Like, you're only there to be hit on and to be sexualized. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and then he, like, after, like, I didn't say anything. I just kind of was a little stunned, like, Mm -hmm. kind of feeling, like, inside, like, what the fuck? I was the only girl on the floor. Mm -hmm. I'm around all these guys. I didn't feel comfortable saying anything because I didn't know, oh, no, you're just, you know, overthinking it. Soon as he walked out the door, they were like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. They said something. He was like, dude, he just walked straight past you. You know more. Like, he was like, in, like the thing was, too, the guy was looking for Indicas. He was like, I don't even fucking smoke Indicas. You do. Right. You could have helped him. And I was like, it kind of felt good being in that space and knowing that, okay, my coworkers got my back. Mm-hmm. They understand that, like, you know, this is kind of a sexist, like, situation and that they're willing to acknowledge it. So even that yeah. made me feel better. Like, my coworkers saw that and they acknowledged it. And I was like, okay, this is just something that I have to deal with. So for me, that made me, like, want to learn even more. So mm. I'm like, I like you know, you can't, you can't say I don't know this shit. You can't just sit up here and say, oh, you're just a girl who wants to smoke. No, fuck that. I know my shit. I probably know more than you, you know? Like, and that was, like, another challenge that I had even working, like, in Long Beach, too, because there are different markets. And I forget this. Like, you might come off as kind of pretentious by just asking someone, oh, indica sativa are hybrid. I'm used to saying that because of that jargon because I'm in the shop all the time. Right. So it, like, it, I forget that, like, you know, this is new to some people or that terminology is new to some people. Mm-hmm. So the guy walks in. I'm like, okay, indica sativa hybrid. I know more than you. Whoa. He literally, I was like, bro, can you just tell me what you want in? <laughs> right. The hell? Like, what is this? Like, if you don't know, then I'm more than willing to tell you, like, mm-hmm. what the difference is. I'm not here to make you feel stupid at all or make you feel less than. I didn't know at some point in time. Right. I didn't know the difference between indoor and outdoor. I was standing there, like, looking at my lead, like, hey, man, what's this? What's this? And then, like, it got to a point, I remember one time I did that, and he just looked the other way. And it wasn't anything bad, but it was like, you got to figure it out. You have to be very adaptable is what I'm mm-hmm. hearing as a bud tender. Yeah. I've worked in so many different spaces. Like, working at the first, like, cannabis cafe. Mm-hmm. I, I can't remember all the crazy things that were said there. <laughs> I mean, because it's, yeah, just wild things. Um, I know, we saw a lot there. It was a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. lot. And it was just like, some of it, you just kind of go, all right, push it back here. Let's keep going. (laughs) Yeah. But I think like more so in the more intimate like shop settings, Mm -hmm. um, just dealing with like kind of depth. Like I've had that happen quite a few times. Like Mm -hmm. um, I remember Greenhouse, a guy came in, he was like really upset. And then I'm just like, you know, I'm helping him and everything. And then he just tells me, he just breaks down and tells me, like, I was up all night with my brother trying to stop him from committing suicide. Wow. So it's like, you know, you have people coming in there to really get things off their mind. Mm-hmm. Or even, like, um, at um, Kama, I had a girl, she came in. This was, like, my first review, too. She's like, I want to leave your review. Like, I had just lost, like, you know, my mom. So mm-hmm. she comes in and she tells me, like, yeah, um, we were here. Like, they're from the Bay. They're, like, we drove down here. Her brother committed suicide. So, you know, things like that where it's, like, people are coming in there, like, to buy, you know, cannabis. But it's, like, you don't know how far this is going to help them. How yeah. much, like, you know, relief this is really going to give a person. Mm-hmm. 
or even I met a guy, he came out here to be an actor and this lady hit him on his motorcycle. Mm. He would come in all the time and he would buy like, I forget what brand it was. It was a Moxie, I think it might have been Moxie saucepans, but mm-hmm. something really strong and he'll yes. go through it in like a day and a half or something. And someone says something about that and I'm like, you can't judge someone's consumption because this right. man literally was not supposed to walk again. And he started walking within eight months. You wow. Know? So I'm like, he went from being told you won't ever walk again to being able to walk in eight months. You can't tell me the cannabis didn't have a role in that. Yeah. So you can't sit up here and judge his usage because that's better than him taking morphine or any other drug mm-hmm. to alleviate the pain. And also his mental too, because that like those things start to take effect on your mental. Yeah. I mean, that's a very traumatic experience to going from chasing your dreams, coming out here to having everything crash. And it's like, Cannabis is keeping you, like, you know, sane Mm -hmm. and helping you heal your body. Yeah, I agree with that. I think one of my takeaways from my years as a bed tender is we're all going through different struggles at different times. Mm -hmm. But working with the public and working in a setting where people are giving you a lot of information about themselves up front it's inevitable that your trauma is going to, like, cross Mm -hmm. where you can relate. Because it's, like, something as as common as death, you and I both have experienced losing a parent and it's, it's terrible and you don't want to be a part of the club and you don't wish anybody, you know, to be a part of it. However, I can agree that the types of conversations I've had with patients have been so healing for both Mm -hmm. because you just need that. You need that human Human connection. Yes. Yeah. So much of butt tending is really just connecting on a Mm -hmm. human level with someone and not judging and leaving any of that preconceived notion aside and just like being available to help. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, we get looked over all the time. It's like, you're not necessary. All the time. Where in reality, it's like, where would the industry be without bud tenders? They're in the front, like the front lines, literally like front line. Sometimes it's like, yeah, like all the emotions get put out there. Everything mm-hmm. just gets put out there. Like, cause people are using this for very personal reasons. Yeah. You know? So it just are even like the people who I get to meet, um, in there it's like some people are just standing out to me even thinking about it right now you know where it's like you get you have misconceptions about people at first mm. when you walk through the door and then they come in and it's like you know they, they're excited I love it I love to see people excited about the weed you yeah know? I love to kind of sit back sometimes it's like it's kind of like the floor plan there it's kind of cool people get to go and like you know smell the butt and everything yeah it's kinda, beautiful you, shop right gorgeous prettiest place I've ever worked in and you know they get to just you get to sit back and just watch them like you know I love it when they're like elated like oh my god you guys got some of the best stuff yeah. and it's like okay cool like you know you're so receptive to this like now I get to go in and I don't have to do damage control where it's like oh my god you guys this it's horrible and I'm like right oh wait but it's like you're making my job a whole lot easier you know it's just like I know we're not gonna have everything that everyone likes mm-hmm. because you know weed is there's so many different strains I don't even know like they're girl constantly yeah so and it's hard to keep up with that so that's the whole thing with, with cannabis like things change so much like keeping mm-hmm. up with strains and brands and all the hype it's become mm-hmm. it's, it becomes a lot sometimes like we have a strain in a lemon cherry gelato Never heard of it until we got it. People are literally buying this shit by the ounce. Who makes I, it? Kenatique? Oh, I've heard of them. I haven't smoked it yet. I haven't. I smoked like a small pre-roll and I was like, okay. <laughs> I mean, but like people are coming from here out of state. Like, you know, they're like, oh, they just did a drop. And I'm like, I've never heard of these people. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what's so good about it? Oh, it's the Louis Vuitton of weed. 
It's the Christian Dior. That's feet. what I keep hearing about them. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? That's what I said. <laughs> I was like, look, look, look. You're talking to a girl who wears Forever 21 jeans and Nike flip-flops. Yeah. You got to break it down to me. I'm not, I'm not a designer type of person. You know right. what I mean? I know it's nice, but, like, what does that mean to me? Mm-hmm. What does that mean to, like, you know, a regular consumer? Like, I get it. That's nice. But I don't want to spend 80 bucks on a ape. Hell no. So you got to convince me a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's... I've never seen, I, like, this guy came in, and it's like, we were having a really cool conversation. He, it, nothing went wrong, but I just didn't expect him to do this. Like, what? We were having, like, <laughs> such a, it was like, su- like, he's from Corona, and I went to, like, high school out there, so we're talking about that. And then he goes, oh, um, he sh- shows me his medical. And I'm like, oh, okay, you don't get that big of a tax break here. You get somewhat... But, you know, what really happens is the cool thing is you get to buy more than an ounce. Mm. So, it's like you can buy up to eight ounces. Oh, wow. Okay. And, you know, you could get up to, like, 12 because we sell clones now. Oh, so, nice. you can get up to 12 clones. He was like, oh, do you have lemon cherry gelato clones? I was like, oh, unfortunately not. He was right. like, okay. Well, let me get eight ounces of the – I was like, the wait, what? Eight ounces of the same strain? Eight ounces of lemon cherry gelato. No. I couldn't compute. I was like, wait, huh, <laughs> What? I've never in my like little bud tending career, I've never had anybody tell me that they that's that's a half a pound of weed. I have never had anyone tell me that like I mean of course people like back in like, you know, trap shop days and it's like mm-hmm. are like, yeah, of course, that's like a regular thing. But to walk into a legal shop and pay taxes right. on half a pound of weed, I've never. Oh. So I was like, Where'd you park? <laughs> he was like down the street I was like go move your car bro yeah we're gonna have security walk you out literally this is crazy like you know that was like I guess that's one of the crazier things too and that happened like yesterday really? I think. <laughs> sometimes I'll do like my little bargain shopping I'm like oh, okay I'll pick up an ounce and I have to really like the weed you yeah know? cause I'll sit on it for a second I might get like a new flavor here and there yeah just to like throw in the mix break it up a little but I'm like yeah that's like I'm it's so funny too. People come in. So what are you smoking? I'm like, I don't like. I did. I did it already. I bought all the expensive Aves, top shelf, all all of like you know the like higher end brands mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I feel like I don't have to keep buying like you know that because I'm like, first of all, I don't know why a lot of people think that bud tenders make a lot. Like that's not the case. Can we talk about that? Like that. Like sometimes bud tenders just make minimum wage. Yeah, one hundred percent. Okay, this was back when it was still medical. Mm -hmm. I remember I was working at my shop, and this girl came in, and she was working at a shop downtown, Mm -hmm. and they had convinced this poor girl, and I guess anyone else who worked there, that they were volunteers, and they would essentially only get, like, tipped out for the day. That's an extreme. Wow. But that was a thing as far as, Yeah, and I've heard about that. This girl, like, no, one of my friends, she got, like, tipped out, and then they paid her an eighth. They gave her an eighth. So like, she fell for the, the okey-doke. Yeah, exactly. The and it's like, nope. I'm not hating. Yeah. I love free weed. Like, but but I not. can't pay my bills like that. No, no. exactly. Or people, too. That's exactly. the thing. It's like the, you can't treat cannabis users like junkies who just want to get high. That's not the case. Because, I, like, I even had to tell someone that someone brought their mom in. And she's like, am I, I going to get addicted to this? Like, honestly, you're more likely to get addicted to alcohol. Because mm-hmm. physically, if you drink enough alcohol, your body's going to be dependent on it. Yeah. If you smoke too much of weed, your body's going to, you're just going to pass out. Right. And it's just going to be a psychological thing. Like, oh, I got to smoke. I got to smoke. 100%. You can totally break that. I was like, and if that's the case, then if you're, if you have that such addictive personality, you could get addicted to, like, chewing bubblegum. If you have an addictive personality, mm-hmm. which I consider myself to 
have. You can really become addicted to anything. Um, It's just how your brain works. And as someone who's been smoking weed every day Mm -hmm. since, I don't know, let's say eight, nine years now, Mm -hmm. I can still easily go home. Like, I don't smoke when I'm at my mom's. Yeah. You know? She's never been high in her life. She deals with me, but, like, just out of respect. I'm like, I don't need to. And I'll stay there for weeks, and it's like... Do I miss it? Yes. Am I going through withdrawals? Like, my body needing it? Absolutely not. Never. I I remember taking, like, an extended, like, a really long, like, tolerance break. And, like, I stopped, like, I was just trying to, like, detox everything. I stopped smoking weed. I stopped drinking soda. I started working out, all that. And the funny thing was, I didn't, it wasn't like I thought. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to miss the weed. I start craving soda more. That's oh. how I knew. Like, it was sugar. Mm-hmm. I start craving sugar way more than I did cannabis. I was like, fuck. Like, I was craving, like, the bite of, yeah. like, the soda. I, and I was like, I thought, I was like, fuck, I'm thinking more about Pepsi than I am, like, <laughs> cannabis. I, I'm weed. I never, I'm not even thinking about smoking a blunt. I'm like, fuck, that Coke looks good. <laughs> yeah, you're like, that looks so refreshing And, like, right you know, like, it's all icy and shit. <laughs> like, so I'm like, fuck, that's, like, that's how you know, like, sugar mm-hmm. is a drug, too. Way more and, dangerous. And no one's addressing that, so. No, they're just profiting off of it, and people are dying. Um, the Yush. Right. <laughs> This has been so great, by the way. You've answered, like, a lot of things without me even having to ask. But I would love to know where you would like to see the industry go moving forward. I mean, um, you kind of see, like, my like my shirt campaign, Free the Weed. So right now, I feel like, um, although cannabis is legalized here in California, it's not at all what we pictured it to be. Mm-hmm. I would like to see, you know, more of us getting active and just, like, not just, like, getting taxes lowered. Actually, like, going to City Hall and, mm-hmm. like, really being, like, involved in, you know, the reform of cannabis. Mm-hmm. Because people who are against it, make sure they show up. Yep. And make sure they're heard. Yep. So we need to do that same, you know, that same thing. And education needs to play, like, a bigger role, too. People shouldn't just be buying based off THC percentages. I don't, like, I, I feel like that's the most detrimental thing you could do. I'm like, back in the day, how did you buy weed? You would smell it, you would look, it's like food. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You would smell it, look at it. Yeah, because we had zero of the testing. You know? It just didn't happen. And I feel like, you know, brands kind of fucked themselves by doing that. They're like, oh, yeah, look, we have the highest THC, but now people expect that. Mm-hmm. Now you can't get into a shop with anything less than 24% almost. Which is crazy. You know, you bring something 19%, they're like, how are we going to sell this? How are we going to market it? And it could be fire. It could be the, the best. could be you know, on point. The you know? dopest dope you ever smoked. Yeah. And people are like, ah, oh, no, that percentage is. I'm like, are you yeah. fucking kidding me? You sound like a dork. Like, the percentage is. Are you, smell it, dude. Like, oh, my God. That's so true. That's one of the things that, like, that's my biggest pet peeve. Like, people come in, what's the highest tape? It doesn't fucking matter, dude. Your body caps like, out at 23%. Me. Can you... Just, like, yeah, explain that real yeah, quick like, for people who don't know. Your body caps out at 23%. You can't, you, you're overloading your senses trying to get more THC. Mm-hmm. That's when you have to start, like, that's when people are like, man, weed doesn't do anything for me. You over, you overdid it. Right. You overdid it. Now you have to take a tolerance break. But I'm like, you know, people are just, like, they, they don't get it. It's like, okay. They're laser focused on that percentage. Let's, let's compare it to alcohol. Mm-hmm. So would you drink moonshine every day? God no. Like you know, no. Then you're now now you're alcoholic. So it's it's okay because sometimes you want to get that chill back in the day, bubbly high. Yeah. Sometimes you want to be stuck. 
sometimes you want to be productive Mm -hmm. so it has to be a range you can't just stick to like one note come on like mix it up you can't yeah you can't have hennessy every day drinking drinking (laughs) sometimes man a modelo it's cool it's It's all right you know people are just so hell bent on that number Mm -hmm. and i'm like but the like there's a total it's a tc too there's a total cannabinoid Mm. so that tells you that other things are at play Mm -hmm. there's terpenes too other things are at play for your high. It's not just yep, that THC. Right. That's one aspect. And I feel like that's one of the things that honestly needs to be, like, you know, talked about. And then just seeing more, like, black and brown, actual black mm-hmm. and brown people. Not just, like, some, I'm sorry, like, I don't know if I could, like, say a brand. Say whatever okay. you want. So, I mean, this is <laughs> up to you. Yeah, like, it was a brand, like, La Chicana or whatever. They had some backlashes. I'm, I don't know what happened. They were all over. No, so it was a whole campaign. They pretty much get them canceled because, it, like, their whole backstory was a lie. Did of the you, sisters. There's, there's no, no sisters. sisters. No, there is no sisters. Like, I think the person still was trying to say there were sisters. There were no sisters. <laughs> it was so just... for those who don't know, uh, La Chingona Cannabis, their whole brand story was these three sisters... From Jalisco. Yeah, from Jalisco, Mexico. Knew, I think one of them knew most about cannabis Mm -hmm. and brought the other two in. And, like, they were making vape pens. Mm -hmm. They had flour. Concentrate. All that. Damn. It was all a lie. It was just a white guy. And my thing is, that's cool. Like, if you appreciate, like, Latino culture. Right. Then come out and say that because there are a lot of people who appreciate the culture and who, like, you know, want to bring the culture out more mm-hmm. and show people, like, these are different aspects of it. Let's, like, you know, let's love and appreciate it, you mm-hmm. know, instead of just going, let's make up a whole lie and run with it. Right. Like, look for the people who are doing, Latino, it. Yeah. doing it in the industry and put your money behind them. Because you don't have to come shot. up with a lie. You can come up with, like, you know, I want to, like, create a safe space for Latinos in the can- cannabis community. Right. Now, see, I'm over here giving people, like, game. That's real game, though, <laughs> people. If you want to do it right, give give us a safe space yeah. to come to, like, you know, if you already have the license, give people a safe space mm-hmm. to come to it and then, like, actually create something that's going to be reputable mm-hmm. and, like, long-lasting in the community, not just, like, a fly-by-night type of situation like that. Right. Because now you've had the whole community band together, get your shit out of the yeah. stores. So now what? You know? And we were looking at the whole koala pups yeah. situation. Getting canceled. It's Getting like, that's canceled. a thing. That's it a, is. It's a real thing. And it's like, I feel like I, I like even working at the um at Cannabis um, Cafe, I got canceled. No, let me Do you know? No, no, I don't know. Tell yeah, me why so you got canceled. I got canceled because people were like, oh, she's the only black girl working there. What? She's working for racist people. I didn't even know this was being said. Someone told me oh, that, like, shit. I got canceled pretty much, and that people were like, no, nah, I don't talk to her, don't mess with her because of this, that, and the third. So I was kind of like, oh, okay. Um, have any of those people been there? Because this is the most black people I've ever worked with. It was majority. Yeah, it was, it was majority. majority. Like, black. you come in yeah. there, it's, it's, it's black. <laughs> you know, I mean, like, even, like, thinking about some of the girls, like, yeah, most of the girls were either black or mixed with black mm-hmm. or they weren't black, they were Latina or yeah. Asian or it mm-hmm. it was rare to see like white, white. Yeah, yeah it was it was literally like a handful 
And then even then, it was like I'm, they weren't like they were still mixed with something else too. Right, most yeah. of the people like no, for real. I don't think I've ever worked with so many Dominicans outside of stuff like. And it was really great, so I'm actually really surprised. Like, there's a lot that we could say about the cafe where mm-hmm. they went wrong and what but, wasn't on the up and up. But like in that case, respect, yeah, I'm like yeah. no, I'm like. I'm like, I have worked in like places where I'm like, I'm the only black girl on the sales floor. Nobody said anything then. Mm-hmm. I didn't get canceled then because I was like, you know, still like it was, I, I think more so it was just jealousy. They were mm-hmm. kind of jealous that I had. And I'm like, I don't understand why. Because I'm like, I obviously work hard to be in this position. Yeah. It wasn't something that was just like, oh, here you go. Like if you followed my story, you could kind of see like, yeah. I, I deserve that. Mm-hmm. So for people to be like, oh, like I had people coming at me really raw. Wow. And I'm like, all oh, because I like I decided to work here and better myself. Mm-hmm. And like this is the like first of all, you're not paying me anyway. I don't like I <laughs> like that's I told I was like if I ever become famous, just cancel me off top. I would probably <laughs> just say something you don't like anyway. Continue going about my business because yeah. I'm not a negative person. I'm all love here. You really but are. It's like I'm not gonna sit up here and let you like make me feel like an asshole for bettering myself. And then, like, people don't look at the bigger picture. This is the first cafe in America to, like, have people be able to smoke cannabis here. You could, and it's like, people are like, I could go do this at home. You could go drink at home. But there was a point in time where it was the first restaurant that served alcohol Mm -hmm. and people came there to drink it, you know? And it's like, I'm sure that place wasn't perfect. We have restaurants now that serve alcohol that aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. But it's not so, it's not so, like you know blasted because there's so many of them this is the first one in america there was no blueprint for us for the owners for the managers for the like the hostess but we none of we all went into this like all right let's go team and so you know people can't really have the attitude like i i guess you could i can't say they could feel how you want me i'm taking i'm looking at it like we all tried our best at that situation because no one knew what to do Every day there was something new, there was a new yeah. challenge, there was a new obstacle, and everybody just kind of put their heads down and mm-hmm. like and got at it. And if it hadn't been for COVID, who knows mm-hmm. where the restaurant might be at the moment. I mean, the cafe, it felt like we were just starting to like catch speed. Yeah, and, like, and get, our, get groove. our groove. Yeah. yeah, so it's hard to say, but... I mean, everything happens for a reason, I guess, yeah. you know? Yeah, I mean, maybe it's time to, like, you know, kind of reset, really see, like, you know, where else it can go. Because I know mm-hmm. there's supposed to be seven other places opening. They right. They haven't opened yet. Mm-hmm. There's so. that cannabis-friendly spa right. that it, I'm, like, dying for. <laughs> it was a spa, and then it was something else, too. There was an even bougier restaurant that was supposed to come out. See? People were already up in arms about our prices. So, so good luck to that person. Um, But, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what 2021, like, how these spaces open up and, mm-hmm. like, if they open up and, like... Yeah, I hope they can. Yeah, that's that's what I was saying too. I had someone in my inbox like saying like, "Oh, this place just isn't for me. It's for the elite." And I'm like, "This person's been in the industry like way longer than me, like ten plus years or something Mm -hmm. like that." So I'm like, "Do you not feel like you're part of the elite group? That's you. That's you feeling like that, sis. That's one thing that kind of is kind of a pet peeve to me too. Sometimes dealing with influencers who don't necessarily work at shops or Mm -hmm. never worked in a shop." And are have only worked in black market shops. I'm sorry, the black market is gonna be over soon. It's like it's closing in. So it's like, why not 
why don't you want to create a space that's safe for like your grandparents to walk in for you know that lady who's like actually dealing with like you know medical problems to want to walk into right. and be able to afford it why don't you want to be like proactive in creating a space like that essentially shops should be accessible for everyone as mm -hmm. far as like price points and and a comfort level and things like that I don't know how we would get there. I think it's like what you said as far as showing up for legislation and changing mm -hmm. the narrative. It's such a new industry. It's going to take a lot of work for sure. But hopefully like accessibility in the future is, is made for everyone. Okay, so I have a, the next segment, which I'm calling the re-up. <laughs> so, <laughs> so the re-up, it's basically I want to know like your favorite moments and products relating to cannabis, um, pretty much like what you wouldn't mind re-upping on. You oh, know what man. I mean? Yeah. So it's going to be like rapid fire and it's like you're putting your stamp of approval on it. Okay. All right. So your favorite word for cannabis? Wheat. Weed. Yeah, mine too. Ooh, your favorite cannabis brands and products at the moment, because you are in the shop. Ooh, right now, El Bluntos are always going to be my favorite, hands down. <sighs> Tarantulas are surprisingly pretty good. Smokies, always going to be my favorite. Yes. Um, Concentrates, I mean, 710 is always, always a good one. Yeah. That, they're just kind of expensive, but for sure. always, and it's like, for, for, a, for a good reason, like, you yeah. know, their, their process, is like, if you know the extraction process, yeah. What about your favorite music or artists to listen to when you get high? <laughs> it varies, like, I, I feel like I'm kind of eclectic, um, <laughs> it could go from anywhere from John Coltrane to, like, ASAP Ferg, Sade, Okay. Then we might put some Sada Baby on, <laughs> YG. Like, I'm all over the place. Billie Eilish, like, whatever. Mm. Like, you know, it's like, if I'm if I'm hyped and I'm like, oh, we about, we about to get hyped. I got hyped music. But if I'm mellow, I want to listen to, like, or maybe even, like, um, Chill Wave or, you know, yeah. something, like, really chill sometimes like that. Okay. It all depends. Do you have a favorite stoner movie? Uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah. And Friday. Those two. Oh, Friday so and Pineapple Express. But my, I, I actually use a line and it worked perfectly at Greenhouse. <laughs> yeah. Because people will always come in and complain about pricing, right? And we were literally between Normandy and Western. Yeah. So people, someone, because remember Smokey said that? What Smokey, does he say? Smokey said around here between Normandy and Western. <laughs> we call this right here 2020 twin. <laughs> So I had to, I was like, that's, do people recognize it? My, I told my manager that was it, and he laughed. <laughs> he was like, oh, you can't be saying that to people. I'm like, it's true though. You're like, are we not between Normandy and Western? Western right? Um, I want to know, so if heaven exists, mm -hmm. what's on your top shelf? Well, let me cherry because I can sell. No, just <laughs> <laughs> like, have not, I mentioned that? Let me cherry. Right? No, um, let me see. Before I was like such a purple punch fan, I mm. can't really find it. But I like dessert indicas. Anything mm -hmm. like a sweet, like dessert indica taste, yes. but like a nice mellow high, that's going to be on the top show. Sativa, hands down, favorite sativa ever. Oh. You ever want me to get a sativa? Kushberry cheesecake from LA Kush. No, that one's fire. That one, people out there fucking buying up lemon cherry, don't, I don't even, hey, take that out. I don't want them to hear about this. They might try and buy that up next. Now I don't right, get it. Right, right. But it's like that, like that one, I've smoked with people who are like really hesitant to like try shop weed. And my friend, like I got him high and we're still like staring out into the water. He's like, hey, 
I'm not gonna hold you. It's fire. And I'm like, bro, oh I know. God. I don't smoke sativa, so you know I'm gonna yes. come with the right one. Exactly. Same. I feel it the same way. Honestly, <laughs> LA Kush, sponsor us. Like, <laughs> hey, sponsor we love us. you like, guys. Yeah. Like for real. What? Um, I I have been enjoying, and I did get it at Calma, the Maven Brulee. <laughs> Me too. I knew that's that. when you said dessert, right? Indica. I was like, oh, I know. That's peanut likes. butter breath and garlic butter. Yes. So good. Fire. Beautiful. I mean, the, like the way it looks, the way it smells. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. This is amazing. Yeah. Like that's amazing. I'm trying to think. There's another one I want to try too. I have like one of my customers get super hyped about it. It's like the OMG cookies. He came in. He was like, oh, that's from Northern Emeralds. Okay. It has like a weird funky smell to it. He was like, that's going to last you. I was like, are you sure? He was like, I haven't been that hyped to try one. Like, you know, when people are like, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he, the way he, like, he actually explained it to me. He's like, it smoked so good. He's like, I had a nice little chill high. Mm. This lasted me this long. So I'm like, okay, you can come in and tell he me that. Notes. Right? Yeah. And I was, and this is his third time buying it. Oh, shit. Well, so, that tells you everything. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I yeah. might have to like try it on payday. Let me go ahead and tell that one. <laughs> the OMG cookies. I'm going to keep that in mind. OMG cookies. Right? Okay. What's the dopest smoke sesh that you've had so far? Oh, man. I don't really have favorites. That's hard to say. Mm, They're all unique? Yeah, they're always, like, unique and different. Like, let me see. I'm trying to think. Because I think the funniest one is, like, when I smoke with my mom and my friends. Like, thinking back on that. (laughs) I was like, that was was pretty funny. Yeah. Um, Oh, I think the dopest one was, like, I got high with my cousin and, like, my, uh, my best friend, right? We were a little bit younger, and this is like when we all first started smoking, mm. and we were just all like cracking up. I was yeah. like, di- I don't know. I had like this, uh, like when I think something's funny, I have this ugly laugh when I'm, uh, 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 I start doing that, <laughs> and I can't breathe. And they're like, Oh my gosh, he's about to pass out. <laughs> I think that was like, and again, that's what, like you you're looking for that type of high, mm-hmm. and it's like if you're always doing like, oh, max out on the THC, you're not gonna always get that high. Right. right. I want to sometimes I want to have that laugh, like giggly, like we just cracking up it's not even that funny like hi you know you get the giggles out yeah that's the best high it's just like that's what you that's what you're doing everything for for a feeling Mm -hmm. that's what we live for for a feeling chasing that Mm -hmm. okay so the last segment (laughs) (laughs) i'm calling it's time to call your plug so we're wrapping up it's time to call a plug So this is your moment to plug anything you're working on, anything you have coming up, your social media handle, all that good stuff. All right. Well, hit me up on Instagram. It's Koi underscore like the fish right out like the fish. (laughs) Everyone's like, yeah, okay, stop. (laughs) So it's K-O-I like L-I-K-E-T-H-E-F-I-S-H and then... Four five four. I got the four five four. That's how many grams are in a pound. Oh, I was gonna say what is the four five. <laughs> yeah, it's because I didn't want to be too obvious, but um, I have a clothing line out called Fiori Dor, which means golden flower in Italian. Mm. And so one of the first prints um that I have on the shirt, so it's gonna be uh, free the weed. So mm. my whole message behind free the weed is like you know we spoke about earlier. Yeah. And I just want to kind of get that out there eventually. Um. My, this is just my first run. I like I'm funding all this myself. Wow. <laughs> so like oh yeah, I'm trying to so if, I'm trying to find like little small business loans and um, things of that nature. But all this is like self funded right now. Wow. I want to go ahead like after I get like a, like the next the next run, I want to try and work with the Last Prisoners um, project mm. to like actually start donating. Mm-hmm. And um, I take Polaroids as well too. So I set up um some Sundays, not every Sunday. 
at the Silverlight Flea Market. Um, I take Polaroids. Yeah. And you always post about it, too, when you're going to be mm -hmm. there. Yeah, I always post, like, when I'm going to be there. Mm -hmm. So it's, like, no question about that. But the Polaroids are special. So you take mm -hmm. Polaroids, but then you can also convert other people's digital yeah. pictures it's a Polaroid. into Polaroids. Because mm -hmm. that you don't see. Yeah. I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah. Um, so I want to make sure that that's clear. And then the t-shirts are super cute. You're hand-dyeing everything. Yeah. Tie-dyeing mm -hmm. it yourself. I hand-tie-dye everything. All in-house. Yeah. You got crop tops, you have regular t-shirts. I got totes, masks. Oh, okay. Um, like, I'm going to, for the winter season, I'm going to come out with, like, sweatpants and um, sweaters and long sleeves and stuff like that, jackets. Can we get beanies? Beanies as well. I fucking love beanies. Yes. We're going we're gonna to have it all. And I'm going to come out with, like, um, a couple other slogans as well, too. Cool. Just, like, um, I want to, it's, it's, this is, I'm from L.A., born yeah. and raised, so I want, like, you know, this, I want people to look at this, at the brand and be like, okay, whoever this is, is somebody from LA who appreciates and loves cannabis. I right. want that to really stand out. And that's like, that's what it's all about. Like with the other campaigns, I want to try and like, I haven't, I'm not going to reveal them just yet, Okay. but I want to try and like donate to different, like, you know, charities with that. But I just got to get myself like established first. Man, it's, 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 it's a job. Cause you know, mm -hmm. I'm just trying to like, I, always, I read a lot of books and it's like always like okay if you can't do something de delegate it to someone right mm -hmm. so that's what I was doing at first and I was like fuck nothing was getting done right and I'm like I kind of have like an issue with like you know controlling things and like you know trying to do everything myself yeah so I'm like okay no I'm not gonna do that with this project I'm gonna actually try and have people help me and it got to the point where I was like fuck I gotta really do this on my own. <laughs> You're like, I wasn't wrong. Yeah, like, I was like, shit. So, you know, I start doing that, and it's like, now eventually I might start playing, like, with doing, like, graphic designs, too. Ooh. Just so, like, you know, I can, because I have, like I said, I have, like, other um, slogans I want to put out there, and I have a certain way that I want it to look, just so people know that, okay, this is L.A., but... Like, man, that's a whole nother skill I got to take on, you Yeah, know? always and, learning. Mm -hmm. That's that's definitely, a, like, that's definitely it. Like, even with the whole dying thing, I'm like, oh, man, this is, like, that was a whole mm. new thing for me doing that. Like, I've sold clothes before, but I've never sold my own. Right. So this is, like, a whole new experience where I'm like, okay, I got to. And it feels more personal to me, too. Mm -hmm. It has more. to feel amazing. I mean, it does. It feels great that, like, people are actually, like, purchasing my product. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. You, like, you support me? That's crazy. You <laughs> like this? That's, that's dope as fuck. Like, it's, like, it's, that's, that's fucking amazing to yeah. me that, like, you know, I actually have people who are like, yeah, free to weed. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, cool. Like, let me come out with some more designs for you guys and, like. You know, just keep keep at it. Like, you know, I want to actually start organizing people to go to City Hall. It's not mm. just talking. That's the whole thing, too. I don't want to just talk about this. I want to, like, really start having people, all right, meet me at Long Beach City Hall so right. we can go ahead and, like, talk to these people and not just have this frozen, have it reduced. Meet me at, like, L.A. City, you know, because I'm more yeah. active in Long Beach, like, when all the riots and stuff were going on, like, talking to uh, Robert Garcia, Mayor Robert Garcia mm. and stuff like that asking him what's he gonna do for the community like why is like the national guard here yeah. going to city hall and like you know really like demanding that hey we need these like you know lower because it's not it's not work it's not even working for you you know so we need more people and like the more the more that they see us we like we just need to be seen yeah we're not really being seen right now it's just kind of being overlooked like they're just kind of using this like oh extra money out the pocketbook yeah you know yeah it's like that. It's like it's like a terror. It's like right now the government's treating us like a fucked up boyfriend. 
Oh, like, yeah. You know, like, I know you're going to kiss me and take the money out of my purse, but fucking go ahead and do it. What yeah. else I'm going to do? <laughs> what else? Where I'm going to go? And that's sad, but it's that's, so that's, true. I'm so sorry. That's, that's how it feels. It's like, no, damn, it you feel like yeah. a fucked up boyfriend. You feel like you in a fucked up relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, they told me that this might not go. Not, and it's a marriage. <laughs> it's not even a relationship. This is marriage. This is marriage. Yeah. And it's like, God damn. We got to go through the law now to know? deal with it. Now we got to, like, really sit down to go to marriage counseling and yeah. see where I got to work things out and you got to work <laughs> things out and all that shit. Oh, like, my God. Damn. Well, I'm excited to see the new collections and the new drops. Oh, wait, I got one more, one more. Hold Ooh, on, wait. Follow my other um, Instagram, too. Hold this on. girl has so many projects <laughs> and Instagram. The other one's going to be F-I-O-R-I-D-O-R underscore film 454. That's my uh, that's my Polaroid page right there. As far as recruiting people and mm-hmm. getting more involved, like absolutely let me know. Yes. 100%. I love the city of Long Beach, so I'm a huge fan. I would love that. Yes. Like we do. We need to we need to make it happen yeah. for the future. Cuz I mean, we can turn like I mean, that's us going up there. We could turn it into like, you know, like a little get together, a little function like, "Hey, let's all gather yeah. go to city hall." I mean, it's gonna. I mean, it's funny actually sitting there listening to people at City Hall because like it's almost like it's comedic. Like listen to the complaint about shit. I'm picturing Parks and Rec. Yes. Yeah. You okay. know, where it's like <laughs> he parks in front of my house every day. Like shut <laughs> up. Like, <laughs> like we're trying to get lower taxes right? for weed, man. <laughs> so it's like thing. little stuff like that. It's pretty funny, but you know, having us go and like kind of like take up space in that space, yeah. that'll be that's. That'll be the game changer. Yeah. That's when they know, like, oh, they're not fucking around. Right. Like, they're really, like, us as young people, butt tenders, mm-hmm. people who are in the industry, we start, like, really showing up like that. Because it's like, we're on the front lines. We know. We right. know the customers who we're dealing with. We know how the prices of items. Mm-hmm. We, like, you know, so yeah. when we start showing up, it's it'll be over. It'll be crazy. I agree. I'm excited to show up with you. Yes. Thank you so much for doing this. Of this course. was so great. You were awesome. Of course. Thank you. Everybody go follow Koi. <laughs> go check out Kama. She's literally the best bartender <laughs> in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell the other bartenders I said that. That's the show. Thank you for listening to another episode of That Bud Tender Podcast. Follow me at The Stone Journalist. Follow the show at That Bud Tender Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, and keep getting high, my babies.